This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. I have a guest, Mr. Gino Morelli. He is zooming in. We're going to be finding out about PCS3, where he's going to be competing, making his pro debut. We're going to get into it. Hey, Gino, how are you doing today? What's up, Guardy? Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, thank you for you know making some time and making this happen. You know, I, I, I saw the flyer and it had you on it, Gino Morelli making his pro debut. How did this all come together and what does it mean for you to be competing for Paradigm? Yes, sir. So I uh, recently recovered from a thumb injury. So I tore a, tore a ligament in one of my thumbs, but finally I'm back to being able to compete again. So I hit up Reed, the promoter for, uh, for this card, and we made it happen last minute. I think I hit him up maybe seven days ahead of when he found me a fight. So ended up getting the fight booked and ready to make the debut and get back in the ring. It's been, I think it's been about a year since I've competed. So really excited to compete again. Yeah, if somebody hasn't, you know, followed your career up to this point, kind of fill them in on some of the things that you have done in your past and, you know, leading up to that amateur career and then the, the debut is about to happen. Yeah, for sure. So I wrestled at Penn State in college, um, transferred there. I was at University of Pittsburgh for two years before that. Ended up going to Penn State for three years, um, finished up there, got my MBA, took two years off and then trained for two weeks and did the U.S. Open and World Team Trials. Ended up making it to the semifinals of both of those. Um, then after that, moved down to Houston to work in oil and gas, and then just left my job to pursue MMA full-time and then launched this uh, Ocean Startup. So tell you guys a little bit more about that later on. Yeah, what, you know, what goes through your mind whenever you decide, hey, I got this job, you know, it's a career, I've done all this school and competed, and I'm going to go ahead and, and give this give this a go and, and can and compete and train full time. Yeah, I think for me, I just started getting involved with jujitsu and I was helping. I was actually helping one of my buddies, Domingo. Yeah, he, uh, he, he needed help with wrestling. He was a UFC fighter, started helping him with wrestling. He brought me into jujitsu. It came really natural and then started moving my way into striking. And then um, just the I think for me, it's the confidence that feel like I can be the top fighter in the UFC at 155. So um, for me, it was a no-brainer. Like once I started actually getting into those sports, because I, I love doing martial arts. And as soon as I started doing jujitsu, I got hooked with that. And then soon after, um, ended up loving striking as well. So I can always go back to a corporate job at some point if I ever wanted to do that. That's probably not in the future for me. Um, and the other thing too is the, is the startup and entrepreneurial side of things. Um, our company's doing pretty well so far. We're just going to continue to look to grow that. And there's just big opportunity when, when you own your own business. So you yeah. have that. Sure. Yeah. Tell me about, you know, athletes ocean, you know, what is it and who is it for? Yeah. So it's basically for anybody that wants to learn from the best martial artists in the world. So essentially if you're a martial arts influencer or a gym owner, you can create an account and within minutes you can start putting up courses or you can put up a subscription group where people can subscribe, kind of like a, a Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, and you just put out technique videos and you can either charge monthly price for your subscription or you can sell one-time courses. So I just released my first course on there. So if you want to learn how to use a collar tie, make sure to check it out. Um, pretty much cover every position uh, related to that. So if y'all are interested, make sure to check that out on Ocean. Yeah, so if so, me as a user, would I go on there, I can create an account, a profile, or how does it work for, for someone like me? Yeah, for the end customer, it's free to make an account. Um, you can get on, there's some free content on there, but the best stuff is obviously the premium content. 
So I highly recommend our courses. So once you make an account, you can essentially browse the courses. Um, there's some free lessons on there in some of them. And then essentially buy the course and you can just learn from it. It walks you through. You can uh, message the instructors, ask them questions. So that's really what we're looking to build with it. I think that's where we're differentiating ourselves with some of the other companies, like the leading companies in the space. You don't really get engagement with the athletes. So that's the biggest thing Ocean offers is the best athletes. And then you get to engage with them as well directly instead of having to try and hit them up on Instagram. Sometimes it can be hard because uh, they get a lot of DMs. So, and uh, we're actually looking to bring on some tech talent onto our team right now. So the platform's going to evolve pretty quickly. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Yeah. Does it specifically offer, is it combat sports or wrestling? Are y'all looking to expand to any other sports or are y'all already? Yeah. So right now we're just going to focus on grappling and um, in, in wrestling. So wrestling and jujitsu, we have a big network in both of those spaces. So my business partners, Jason Nolf, three-time national champ for Penn State. We started it up together. Um, so we know pretty much all the top grapplers and wrestlers in the world. Now we're starting to know all the top strikers and MMA fighters too. But um, we just really want to focus on that grappling niche before we start expanding out the striking. We've had some folks want to film, like some big names in the striking space. We actually filmed a course with Giga Chikadze. Um, but we're going to hold off on publishing that until we start, you know, get more, get more film in that space. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, when you moved down to Houston and oil and gas brought you here, where did you start training there and where do you train now? Yeah, so I came down, was working for Exxon, uh, 30 minutes north of Houston. I started training. I think the first practice I went to was with Four Ounce Fight Club. So it was fun to go up and train with those guys. It was just going there right after, after work because it was close. And I actually live um, in downtown Houston. So once I got connected with Domingo, um, got hooked up with Revolution Dojo, which is where I was doing my jiu-jitsu. Then soon after, got hooked up with Coach Bob Perez at Main Street Boxing and Muay Thai. So I spent a lot of time with him working on my striking. That, that's been the majority of the last three years of my training. I've been focused on striking. Um, I've never really mentioned this, but I, I've done jiu-jitsu like once or twice a week for the past three years. So I really haven't like trained it that much. I'm just I guess, able to compete at a high level there just because of my wrestling. I've been mostly focused on striking. So, um, and then I just recently moved up to South Carolina to train full time with Stephen Thompson. So getting a lot of striking up here for sure. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I had the opportunity to do an interview with Joe Durkheising, who's out there at Revolution Dojo. And I know he's connected with Stephen Thompson as well, but I, I think Joe moved out to Austin for, for work and, and training as well. So, I mean, you're pretty connected to these, these high level athletes and you're a high level athlete yourself, so it just kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Joe's Joe's the man. So Joe has come up here, trained a few times. I wanted to get get Joe to move up here to train full time, but maybe that'll be in the cards in the future. But yeah, he's down in Austin. I'm up here, so we both connect all the time and um, are probably going to travel back and forth visiting each other. So I can come down there and work on work on some grappling with, um, you know, all the all the top schools down there. Yeah. Um, you know, with your base in wrestling, they say that's the, you know, the statistics and just the, the champions and, and the highest level, that's the best base for MMA. Uh, I assume you would agree with that. And, and why is that? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's obvious that that's become probably the, the best base for, for most champions. I don't remember what the stat was specifically, but you see a lot of the, um, 
historically you haven't seen that many D1 wrestlers come into to MMA. It was a lot of Division Two guys, and even they had a ton of success. Now you're starting to see more Division One athletes come in because I think you know MMA's grown, the opportunity's grown in it, and you're seeing guys like Bo, and I know there's a lot of other Penn State guys that are itching to get started at MMA too. Um, and I think the success comes from just being able to dictate uh, where where the fight's going to happen. Um, and you know, as a wrestler, if you need to take it to the ground, you can take it there. But it's also we go through really disciplined training routines through college. So go through like a heavy strength training program. So I think we just develop a little bit more power, athleticism, and just professionalism in terms of like how you approach your training. And and that goes a long way in terms of, you know, when you're doing MMA, a lot of, the, a lot of folks are on their own. So you have to hold yourself accountable. And if you haven't went through like a good system to teach you how to do that, it's going to be tough to, really train at that professional level that you need to, to be the best in the world. At, at what point did you start wrestling? I actually started really late. So most, most kids in Pennsylvania, they start when they're like five. Um, I think I started competing in sixth or seventh grade, which that was a late start compared to most. Um, luckily I was picked up on it pretty quickly, had some good resources to help me out. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So then I wrestled up up through the end of college. Yeah, I, I mean to be. I guess you mentioned you were picked up on, and so you you had that offer to go wrestle for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, did you know what you wanted to do with that, or like, hey, it's going to allow me to go to school, or what was your thoughts? Yeah, for me, I didn't um, like money was a factor when I was coming out of college. So Pitt offered me a really really strong scholarship. Uh, Penn State was always kind of my dream school but didn't have as much of a financial opportunity there. So went to Pitt and overall it was pretty good, but just wasn't the culture for me. So eventually made the decision to just bite the bullet on, on the, uh, on the finances and pay more tuition and ended up transferring over to Penn state. And it was probably the best decision I've ever made. So it was a great experience there. We got to win a couple national titles while I was there and got to compete for them at the NCAA. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all played out. Yeah. Okay. So bringing it back to PCS three, June seventeenth, you can go, uh, you know, watch live at the GSH Event Center or watch on ClearLifeMedia.com. Uh, what do you know about your opponent? Have you looked into that at all? And how do you see the fight going? Yeah, I checked out um, his most recent MMA fight. He's, I think he's most heavy in boxing, and so. Um, and so I see, personally, my prediction for the fight is I'm looking for a first-round finish within the first uh, first half of the first round. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think overall he's, he's, a, he's a tough opponent, but I think it's a really good matchup for me. So excited to, excited to get in the ring on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, going, going forward, where do you see, you know, your career? Are you taking it a fight at a time, or what's the end goal for you? Yeah, for me, I think... The end goal for me is to be the top fighter in the UFC at any weight. Um, I really want to be a well-rounded fighter, so I don't want to be known for my wrestling. That's why these past three years I've went heavy into developing my striking skill set. So um, I also want to be able to compete at the highest levels of grappling still. So I plan to be really active when it comes to competition. And um, I know UFC is starting to put on more grappling fights. One championships doing the same. 
So for me, it's to be in the UFC, be the top pound for pound, pound for pound fighter in the world and uh, be able to grapple as well and look to maybe compete for some EDCC titles. Yeah, you know, you've gone and competed in some of these big, you know, jiu-jitsu organizations while, you know, having your base, but you mentioned only competing or training rather, you know, one, you know two days a week, focusing on, on jiu-jitsu. So you're going in there and still, you know, winning, dominating, you know, holding your own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel really comfortable there. I think if I were to focus on grappling um, full time, I think it, you know, I could, I could really be successful there as well. I think I can be successful there though, doing what I'm currently doing. Um, I feel like I can pick up on the grappling techniques really quick. Um, and as I progress and now that my striking starting to become, uh, I'm, I built that skill set up pretty well. I can start dedicating more time to focusing on grappling again. I wanted to be real heavy into striking the first few years, getting into martial arts. And now I can start shifting some focus back to grappling. So yeah, I continued, I plan to continue to compete um, in grappling. So whether it's super fights or mm -hmm. the trying to compete for ADCC again. Um, so I'll probably end up doing one of the trials uh, this year, see where that goes. But yeah, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, um, I just need to spend a little bit more time uh, working on specific techniques. I think my overall like control game is pretty good, but as far as finishing submissions, that's something I need to continue to work on developing new submissions and then just having basic defense if I ever get caught in any funky positions. Yeah. Do you like the, the rule set for ADCC the most? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think it's really good for wrestlers too. You saw like there's been some guys like Nicky Rod, for instance. Um, I think he, he silver medaled at the ADCCs with like very little training. I think it definitely favors wrestlers. Um, when it comes to like the, the overtime and having people forced to stay on their feet once points are in play, you can end up getting a takedown and end up winning a match that way. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great rule set for wrestling. Yeah. And it's a bit more, a bit more exciting. And also, um, maybe like a wake up call to some of the, you know, people with a guard game or more traditional jujitsu people like, Hey, training every day, multiple times a day. And then a wrestler comes in, a D2 wrestler comes in and it's like a wake up call. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's different, right? I think that a lot of the pure jiu-jitsu athletes, they, um, if they haven't went against a res wrestler before, they're not used to, like, that, I guess, athleticism or, or strength. Um, so they're sort of the two aspects of the sport, right? You need to develop that athleticism, especially in MMA, but in jiu-jitsu it's super helpful as well. And then you have the technical side, which a lot of the jiu-jitsu folks are, are really great at. Um, we could probably use that a little bit more in wrestling. Wrestling, it's, it's kind of more of like you get in, you hit the techniques, and not as many people are focused on like the little in intricacies. So that's something that I've taken away from jiu-jitsu and I'm trying to bring in to the, into the wrestling world or at least bring, it, bring that into wrestling instruction and bring that instruction to the jiu-jitsu world because I think wrestling's an extremely important skill set to learn if, if you want to be successful in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you know, uh, talking about jujitsu and MMA, like who are some of the athletes that you look up to, or maybe even style your game after, or, like try and pick up pieces of, of what they do? Yeah, I think as far as jujitsu goes, I love watching the Rotola twins. They just get after it when they compete. Um, they're they're really technical, but at the same time, they're just competitors. Like they like to, they always end up usually finding a way to win. So they're some of my favorites to watch. Obviously, love training with all the guys down in Austin, whether it's the Tackets or guys at the B team. 
Um, been into new wave as well. So love going down there on training trips. Um, and then as far as MMA, I think a couple of people that stand out to me right now is Volkanovsky. I think he's really developed a well-rounded game. Um, the Dagestanis are obviously great in the grappling space, but I'm excited to compete again against them at some point. I think that, um, I think that us coming from a division one background, we'll start to have some American grapplers go in there and dominate. And I think that our grappling is probably a little bit better than theirs. So we'll have to test that soon. Um, and yeah, I would say, I would say those are the standouts to me. Um, and then obviously wonder boy in, in terms of striking, that's, that's part of the reason why we moved up to South Carolina. I think he's probably one of the top strikers that UFC has ever saw, if not the best. So it's been awesome to get to work with him and, uh, coach T and the rest of the team up here at upstate karate. Yeah. I'm not sure where you're at in South Carolina, but I've been a couple times and it's way different than Houston. How are you adjusting so far? Man, for me, it's great. It's almost like getting back to my roots a little bit. So I was up, grew up in Pennsylvania, um, had a bunch of hardwood trees in like the mountains. I grew up in the Appalachian mountains. So I'm in upstate South Carolina, which is right on the North Carolina border, about an hour West of Charlotte. And, uh, kind of like an in-between of Houston and Pennsylvania. I still have the nice weather up here. It doesn't get too cold in the winters, but um, still have the good geography and a lot of stuff to do outdoors, which I was kind of missing in Houston a little bit. You know, going forward, talking about your company with, uh, you know, Ocean, what's the, like the main goal, you know, going forward? Where would you like to see it ideally? Yeah, so our team, our mission is to essentially provide the best platform in martial arts. Um, for people to learn from the top athletes. And then once we get it to a point where we feel we've taken over the martial arts space, we'll probably start moving into some other niche sports and basically looking to bring the best, the best instruction platform to, to sports in general. So that's our ultimate vision. Um, but right now, really focused on the grappling niche and soon we'll be focused on striking as well. Okay, and if somebody wants to you know, create a profile, you know, what's the website? And, and how long does it take for someone to do, to, you know, set it up? Yeah, so the website is app.athletesocean.com. You'll be able to make an account in under a minute. Uh, it's a real quick process. And then once you get in, you can, you can browse everything. And make sure to hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions. So um, the good thing is we're, we're still a new company, right? So we're learning a lot, but we're really accessible. And all the feedback that we get from you guys, we plug it directly to our developers who then build it into the system. So... Um, yeah, would love to have anybody listening to this, get involved, go check it out. Uh, we have all the, all, a lot of the top wrestlers in the college scene right now, as well as in the world. My partner, Jason Olf, he's about to compete for, um, in final X this weekend. So he's looking to make the world team and represent the U S. So we've got a ton of Penn state guys on there and some, some wrestlers from other schools that have been really successful and then some, some great jujitsu athletes as well. So yeah. Okay. What is your social media? And then I want to talk about social media just a little bit because you put out some really cool content. Yeah. My social is Gina Morelli MMA. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I'm on right now. I'm actually about to launch a YouTube channel here soon. Um, been getting good traction on Instagram. So about to basically start producing long form content on YouTube as well. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, you know, you do these, you know, breakdowns and, and just commentary and or like even like the instructionals that, that you put out. Um, are you able to I mean, how important is that that content for you? Are you able to, to monetize any of that or, you know, where did that come from and why did you start doing it? Yeah, so when when we launched the company, that was sort of the vision. 
um, one of the one of our partners, his name's John. Uh, he's a professional videographer, so we brought him on the team because we know how important it is um, to have good content to scale a business nowadays. So basically, we all teamed up at the beginning. Me, Jason, John learned how to develop develop content people want to see, and so I just started putting it out, and it's it's become pretty fun. So I'll put out a bunch of different videos. A lot of them are technical. Some of them are just kind of like funny, making making fun of certain techniques. But um, it's it's been really great to see the response in the jiu-jitsu scene, especially a ton of jiu-jitsu guys wanting to learn wrestling. So I feel like I've sort of set myself up as the as a resource for that. But yeah, I monetize it. So basically what I'll do is I'll go in, film some long-form content. For a while, when I started, I was just filming private lessons I was teaching. Basically put those into short form, pushed them out on Instagram. And then I took the long form stuff, put it in my subscription group on ocean. So then people pay 15 bucks a month to access any of my technical breakdowns or anything like that on there. And then, um, just released my first, first course, like I said, so I'm going to look to release like three or four courses a year, but overall the course sales have been, have been really good. So, um, yeah, it's become sort of this thing where I can sustain my career just off of, uh, martial arts instruction which is awesome yeah that, that is cool it's weird how the world <laughs> the world works like that just you know kind of go with it i think that um creator economy model is just going to continue to grow we've seen it explode the last few years especially with covid but it's just going to continue to blow up and e-learning you're seeing that more and more too most of the the videos going viral on instagram now are like educational right so more and more people to look look to learn skills online, which I think is great. I think that's something that's been super underutilized in in combat sports altogether, especially in wrestling. Jiu-Jitsu is kind of ahead of the curve on that. A lot of jiu-jitsu folks buying instructionals and things like that, but I think the wrestlers should look to learn from those guys a little bit because I think it'll really help develop that technical skill set. Yeah. You know, one thing, and I was talking to some of my friends about this, I know in MMA there are statistics and UFC does a great job keeping all that. But like in, in jiu-jitsu specifically, um, you'll see statistics sometimes for like an event like at Worlds, like the majority of people, you know, finish from the back. Or like, you know, who scores first or who attacks first, like the majority of the time, 65% of the people, you know, win the match if you do A, B, C, D or this grip. You know, there's not because the sport is still growing, but I think that there is the future for, for, for that, you know, if somebody jumps on it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think the the growth we've seen in jujitsu in the past few years has been crazy. MMA too, and it's just going to continue to go up. I think it's just because they're exciting sports, right? And they're pretty easy to understand. Like if you've never watched before, you can generally tell who's winning. Um, so yeah, it's great to see the growth, and I think that's going to continue to push more and more people into into the sports. I think that's part of the reason why, like we said, you're seeing a lot of Division One wrestlers come in now. A lot of wrestlers looking into jiu-jitsu too so that's going to be interesting to see over the next few years all right can you remind everybody one more time you know uh when are you fighting who are you fighting uh for and why should somebody watch yeah so i'll be fighting june 17th for paradigm um and it'll be in houston texas so if you're there make sure to pick up some tickets you can find them on my instagram and i would watch just because uh you're, you're gonna want to be able to look back and say that you watched my pro debut because um, plan to be UFC champ at 155 and hopefully hopefully 170 someday too. So, Is there anything else you'd like to share today? Um, I think that's it. I would say 
Uh, last thing I'll say one more time to shamelessly plug Goshen. If you're looking to learn some martial arts content, make sure to create an account, check it out, and um, hope hope that you guys tune in for my fight. Thank you so much. I appreciate you making some time today. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it.